This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because. I look good. I got big energy every day. Let's go! And he is dicked. Blind squirrel finds a every once in a while. That's right. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. (laughs) Oh, hi there. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldogs, and with my buddies, Kev Hug and Duggan. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm doing good. And Kyle, the coach, Duggan. (laughs) What's up, guys? Hey. All right, folks. Well, it's Friday. and there is a lot. I'm look. I'm scrolling through the script right now that Kevin has prepared for us, and so my goodness, there's a, there lot. Is, there's a lot of hot topics to talk about. This is not a down week a hot, between hot, episodes. Hot, 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 hot potato. Um, all right, folks. First and foremost, you know, congratulations, guys. We're <laughs> proud of you. Hang we on, really me, are. Hang on. You've let me, done work. Let me let me build this up. Let me build this up because. Because it, it, it struck me as I was looking at all the tweets uh, about our most recent Pepsi Rookie of the Week, Asante Samuel Jr., two-time winner in 2021. And it crossed my mind because we've talked about it plenty of times in the past where it's like, hey, man, we just go to the game. We support the, t- we support the players, but we don't do anything. We don't yeah, have yeah. any effect. There, right. What could we do to affect this game? And doing things like this, yeah, this is the biggest thing that we could probably do for these players to show yeah. how much we they love know. and support them. Yeah, they know we're here. They know we're out. We're like making an effort to to get them recognized. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what so a cool. sweet gesture for us to do because when it came out for for maybe the first day, Jamar Chase was was had the lead. Man, you know? how much do Bengals fans hate us? Like oh, fan so base bad. to fan base, <laughs> so they much. have to hate us, dude. They they thought they, they were shooting yeah. for like, oh, Joe Burrow, rookie of the year. We got we got the stud, first overall pick. Right. Justin Herbert's twenty times better. I just I find it fascinating, fascinating that everyone gives a shit that we don't have a fan I know. base. But guess what? We have the best fans. We have the most loyal fans. They we just don't live in LA. We got take fans an hour around out the of world. their day. Yeah. Yeah. They're willing to take an hour out of their day to hit vote and refresh. Yeah. You're not getting none of these other teams. Jalen Waddle from Miami, 0%. <laughs> Jamar Chase from Cincinnati got 42. Yeah. He's the Najee, closest. Najee, Najee Harris, Harris 0%. 0%. Aziz Ojolari, 1%. So, and guess who won? 55%. Yeah. Asante Samuel Jr. So, yes. like, you know, we've talked about, and I've tweeted this before. It's like, we can go to the games. We can yell for them. We can lose our voices for them. We can buy their jerseys to support them. Right. But we're not really actively doing anything. We just got Asante Samuel Jr. a goddamn belt. 
too. And everyone should be proud of that for for doing all that work. Yep. So yes. be proud of it. You guys earned it, and so did he. And we just helped him get that belt. Right. Put, we can all relish on the in back. that win. Yes, everybody. everybody. Go Good ahead. job. Do Good it. job. By, We're proud. By of the everyone. end of the year, I'm I'm anticipating Asante Samuel Jr. to just have a suit. Of Pepsi, of the <laughs> Maybe he's like an Iron Man. You melt them all down and you bam, give them like an Iron Man. Bam, bam, also... bam, bam. I also need some statistic on how many times Jin Mills votes. Like I need I need to know Karen and I need somebody Jin, to hack. I need I need to know how many times they vote because it has to be astronomical. Has to be. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I love it. I, I love it too. It's, Every time it's I go on to vote, I'm like. See. Oh, I know Karen's on there voting. I got to vote like 12 more times. It's almost guilty. Like, yeah, oh, man, yeah. if I don't vote, what will happen? No, it's like stepping it up. It's like those guys are it doing is. extra reps in the weight room. We can do right. extra reps with our fingers it's on our phones. Simple. Exactly. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, we can absolutely do that. So congratulations, Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, not once, but twice this week. Asante Samuel Jr. has Dude. won ah, something. Ah, ah, ah. Yes, he thought it was just Pepsi Rookie of the Week, folks. Not so. We have expanded that time frame to a month. Asante Samuel Jr. voted Defensive Rookie of the Month. So crazy. Oh, yeah. This is crazy. This is, I mean, it's so cool to see. I mean, the guy's got two picks. Like, that's... Yeah, I, we nobody expected that, and we've not seen that kind of performance, well, at least not, on our end. Yeah, not only that, he has not allowed a touchdown. He has like the most defensive snaps without allowing a touchdown by any yeah. rookie in the NFL. Um, he he was a huge part of that turnover that ended up winning us the game against Washington. Right. Like he he's he's been making huge plays, and he's not been exposed yet. He's balling the, out, and he was in the preseason. He was exposed a couple of times. There was some question marks, like, oh man. I, Wonder how this is gonna work, but right, he 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 He's tightened everything up. The lights once are the season on. Man. Turned on, yeah, right. Well, and, and the the big one that's interesting is the forty six coverage snaps. He's right. been in yeah. coverage, one catch allowed, but that one catch was for negative two yards. Unbelievable! That's crazy. crazy. Those are yeah. those are crazy numbers yeah. for a rookie cornerback. Where they were picking on him most of those first two games. What does what does coverage snap mean? I mean, not to assume that means that when he was, knows, in, he, but... you know, man on man, 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 he was man on man coverage is what I, what I took from that. But they've thrown like teams throw the ball 30 plus times a game. We've played three times, three games. That might be the so, times that the ball's getting thrown in his direction. Maybe. I don't know. I don't Either know. way. Impressive Either way, stat. It's See, incredibly is, impressive. It is PFF. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pro hard football. to decipher that's, what they're Honestly, saying. that's why I questioned this, the stat. I was like, <laughs> it's pro football focus. I don't even know Different. what it is. That's understandably they so. They make up their own definition sometimes. So, but honestly, if you just took away the forty-six coverage snaps and just see that he's played three games and only allowed one catch, which was for negative yeah, for two negative. yards, yeah, plenty impressive. That's enough pretty. As that's is. better than allowing in a catch. He negative yeah. two yards. Go ahead, catch him all you want. <laughs> right. Catch he it all you want. Got caught it, and he <laughs> threw him two yards back. Like, <laughs> yeah. who does that? And as a rookie, Incredible. for Pete's sake, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. We're proud of him man that's a rad that's suit so rad what he's done so far for our second round pick too a second yeah. round pick this guy yeah. is blowing it up it's unbelievable yeah. um and then looking at our own fan base uh when it came to pepsi rookie of the week uh you would think that it would be a fun time had by all we'd all just be voting and refreshing voting vote and for refreshing. the guy you like yeah. yes vote for the guy you like you know, and do it and do it your way. And refresh. And refresh. Refresh. Vote refresh. <laughs> refresh. <laughs> However, uh, it was brought up to Karen, our very own Karen, uh, that the Reddit, the subreddit for the Bengals, uh, started to reach out they were for desperate. some help. Yeah, they, they were, were just desperate. like, our fingers hurt. I can't keep voting. <laughs> Somebody help us, please. Oh my we god. We can't keep doing this, Daniel. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's kind of sad. I yeah. mean, for, for a chart again, like we just said, like for the chargers to be like the team with no fans and you see the Bengals reaching out for more fans, like, Hey, can somebody help us out from LSU? To, yeah. To one of them help said, us? Let's, let's, let's reach out to our trusted bills friends. Maybe they can help. Like Wait, these guys are desperate <laughs> desperation. Yeah. That's, so. uh, it's, uh, it's, that's sad. It it's just really shows, sad. but it just shows you how awesome what we're doing is, and how pure our fan how base pure. is. How it, pure it is, hundred percent pure Chargers yes. fan base. <laughs> you love to see it. it. Yeah, small, maybe maybe small a number, but very mighty 
The, those, oh, those yes. Select few. Yeah, the we, few of the proud, the Charger fans again. We come to the internet and we make our presence known. <laughs> yes. The few, the proud, <laughs> the Charger fans. The Charger fans. Yes. And uh, folks, when it's third and long and you need to trim the turf before game day, who are you going to turn to, folks? Some overpriced trimmer. Ghostbusters? <laughs> nope. Hey, Ghostbusters. Nope. <laughs> Some overpriced trimmer meant for your face? I sure hope not. Go with the best, so. folks. With the performance package 4.0 from Manscaped. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your game balls ready by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. This fourth-generation trimmer also features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. Gotta love it. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean gameplay on Sunday, head over to Manscaped. Uh, all right, folks. Well, if you thought Asante Samuel Jr. was the only one walking out with awards this uh, week, didn't use the magic word, didn't uh, use uh, it. <laughs> it was a little concerning because there were two places to vote. There was the main website for the FedEx uh, Player of the Week, uh, Air Player, I should say, Air Player of the Week, and then there was also Twitter, where you could also kind of tap on a button to vote. And it was in a one-time vote on Twitter. And for, for that Twitter post, I think it was Josh Allen that had the lead. And for a second, it was like, oh, crap. Come oh, on. Shit, we got to... Everybody, everybody, follow me. Assemble. <laughs> <to> the <website. laughs> Assemble. <laughs> so, blessedly, on the regular FedEx uh, Air Player of the Week voting site, you could do just like we did with Pepsi Rookie of the Week. You could vote and refresh, and God help me, I did it. And I'm sure many, obviously, so many of you I. other ones did, uh, because uh, our boy, landslide, sweet boy, wow. Justin Herbert, killed it for the FedEx Air Player of the Week by taking in 71 percent <laughs> of the votes. And what's crazy wow. is the other guys had like. As good as, if not better, comparably good games. Yeah, you know, like I, I will say, ours was against the Chiefs. It was a divisional opponent, and it was yeah. the Patrick end of the Mahomes. game win the way he did. Yeah, it. That's big why. W. Yeah. Whereas, but Stafford threw for more yards, better percentage of completions, same amount of touchdowns, and in prime time against the Buccaneers and our our rival LA team, and our fan base still showed up in in more numbers. To win, what are the Rams? Win the thing fan- by huge. Matthew Stafford What's got nine percent of the vote. The Rams nine percent. The Chargers 9%. came together and got this man seventy-one percent of the votes. That's insane. Unbelievable. I mean, it almost feels like we voted out of fear. I, like I swear, when I saw that Twitter, it was just like shit. This can't happen. Not <laughs> this on my watch. This is what we, yeah, we do. Fear voted. Crab cakes really and football. <laughs> Pepsi, Rookie of the Week, and Air FedEx Air. This is what we do. That's what we do here. That's what that's what we as fans do for these players to show our appreciation. Again, worldwide fans love all of y'all that are fans across the world and took the time to show your appreciation for both Justin Herbert and Asante Samuel Jr. Yes, just Let's amazing. Keep it going. Anytime keep someone it going. rolling. Anytime we got to have a hundred percent success rate of nominated to winning. Mm-hmm. They just then next it. year Asante Samuel Jr. can make his own commercial where he's wielding the belt. All of that's how belt. many that's how many that's how many he's gonna get. So let's he's almost go. like almost like the Bud Light Knight. You know how they had that knight? Yes, he's yes. like the Pepsi Knight that's, with all of his. I love I'm saying armor. that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I'm all about it. When you're right, you're right, and you're right, <laughs> and you're right, right, right. Um, and then looking at other uh, Twitter accounts across uh, the Twitterverse. Uh, ESPN's Jeff Legwald came out with his list of the NFL rookie rankings. These are all the rookies that have played thus far, first three games. Where are they ranking across the NFL? Well, sitting at well, number one, yeah, is our I think the most underappreciated rookie in this draft class, Rashawn Slater. Oh, dude, Give that's why up. Herbert's able to do what he's doing right now. 
Yeah. I mean, honestly, it for this list to have the number one rookie be yeah. an offensive tackle, right? You got to know gotta they're doing something out. right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Substantial. Um, I think we should come together. We should come together and make our own custom belt for Rashawn, and right. we should send it to him. Really? That's should. how I feel. What would an feel offensive lineman's this? belt look like, though? It'd be really big. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. like it can't just be like a WWE belt. It has to be like. I don't know, like a hammer or like a, a blocking like Thor's sled. Hammer. Ooh, a Thor hammer would be pretty yeah. sweet. Thor's that hammer. Be, that would be pretty Sean's awesome. Hammer. Yes, yeah. with a big charger bolt on it. Oh, shut your mouth. Shut let's, your mouth when you're talking to me like that. Let's get something. Let's, yeah, we got to figure out a way to get something for Rashawn Slater. Show our appreciation for him. Dude, the number dude one ranked enough. player. Yeah. He wasn't even the number one hasn't drafted allowed, his position. Played all three games, has not allowed a sack all yeah, season. Nope. I'm like, Couple pressures. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. it. It's it's really it's quite Sub- impressive. It's substantial. And, and he went against the number two guy on this list and very handily shut him down the whole exactly. game. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's that was what was also impressive. Uh, but as we said, uh, Rashawn Slater is not the only name on there. Yet again, we have to talk about Asante Samuel Jr. listed in this person's list as number six. In the NFL rookie rankings, dude, we could. There's a potential for back-to-back rookie of the. What if we went offensive and defensive rookie of the year in the same year? That ever, that's never happened like that. I no mean, way that's ever happened. I I don't. I'd be curious. As an offensive lineman, ever won? Offensive that's what I was just going to say. Have they ever? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's they kind of should, but. Honestly, looking at it's this the hardest draft position class, outside of the quarterback. Everyone says that they're the second highest paid on every team. Right? Why would they not? It's a good question. I mean, it is a There's good question. There's always a first. There's the always time to do the first of something. So this could be it. This could be it. And I mean, honestly, looking at this list, where we would normally see a quarterback listed as one of these top rookies, Jamar the only Chase one on is, there is one. There's yeah, only Mac one Jones quarterback, and it's Mac Jones. And he's been very people. average. Yeah. yeah. He's not very it average. Up. This no. quarterback rookie class has not been very impressive. No. Well, it's so funny. Like, I think last year, everyone was like, oh, yeah, we got to find our Justin Herbert. Like, he'll just step in and be amazing. <laughs> right. like, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the next Justin Herbert. Dude, right. I think everyone's coming to realize there are no just Justin Herberts. That right. just doesn't exist. He's that, doesn't that generational talent. To step in and play yeah. the way he did. You, you don't get that. It takes right. them a while, as did most quarterbacks that preceded them. It takes a while to get used to the speed and the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think people are coming to realize that, damn, Justin Herberts. He's the real deal. And the, the deal. sophomore slump is is fictitious. It's non-existent. Yeah. Non-existent. At least for him. At least for him. FedEx yeah. Air Player of the Week for Week Three. In a yeah, sophomore, sophomore season. Yeah, love it. Slumps non-existent. Sorry, boys. Yeah, not not know, not this. I know year. The, the whole AFC West was hoping for a sophomore slump. <laughs> yeah, they they really were clearly. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, now let's uh, look over at the Chargers and what's been going on behind the scenes. Uh, the week four injury report came out, and uh, as of Thursday, everybody seems to have got at least a little bit of practice in. Uh, yeah, no, no DNPs, no DNPs. This is very promising. Uh, but there are s- some new names. This is the first time we've seen Keenan Allen on the list with a uh, listed ankle injury. So hopefully that's not a big deal. But good to see Joey Bosa getting a full practice in. Yep, love to see it. Uh, yeah, especially and, a full practice, especially with everything that went down in the last game where he like exactly. his ankle. So he hurt his ankle again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably aggravated that injury. Well, when you get the Monday night game, you get that extra day. So just Ooh, like get off true, your feet, right? yeah. rehab, take care of yourself. And we're yeah. seeing that in this injury report, what's happening. Yes. Um, also, we didn't see this guy's name, Alohi Gilman, on any of the previous injury reports, but he's gotten in his limited practice. Hey, Chris Harris Jr., Getting his limited practice in. That's promising. Love to have a full secondary as well as Justin Jones getting his limited practice in. And uh, Derwin James still got the toe listed as the injury and obviously the dislocated shoulder that he just popped Mm -hmm. in mid-game is still listed on that injury report. But still, this guy is such a beast and has been rehabbing all offseason. We're still able to get a limited practice in today. So you love to see it. No DMPs, which is awesome. That's all we, I mean, yeah, clearly we're looking for. Clearly that's what we want and need. Uh, Daniel Pomper tweeted out Justin Jones and Chris Harris, both back at practice. We just mentioned that. 
Uh, and then he also mentioned uh, Brian Balaga had a procedure on his back, according to Brandon Staley. And Gilbert Manzano tweeted out that Brandon Staley said Brian Balaga's procedure went well. Promising. That's never good to have a procedure on your back. I can't imagine yeah. that was what they were expecting or if that he's going to be back anytime soon. Like, that's concerning, to say the least. I, well, they'll have a couple make- weeks. Well, and I can't remember. Was he placed on IR? Yeah. He okay. was put on IR. Okay. So that gives you three weeks at least. And then once he practices, he has 21 days to be back or IR the rest of the year. So okay. um, we have a couple of weeks here to see. Hopefully he heals up and it wasn't. If it was something big, I feel like we would have heard about it, right? Like, I know, right? It, it would have been like season over. Injury you know? that yeah. he underwent or the pr- exact procedure that he underwent. Maybe the procedure was like acupuncture? Or he did those <laughs> yeah. like hot, those cups, those like yeah, hot like cups. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, stones, yeah. gems. I'm, just being, I'm trying whatever. to be positive on it. Maybe <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever it was. We live for. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, if they don't give us the exact procedure, we, I mean, we, we might as well make up our own, Te- right? Teach his yeah. own. Yeah. And they, it, with, with the Raiders, there was their injury report. There was no did not participates either. Um, Josh Jacobs is still on there, which is a big um, storyline going into our game on Sunday. Oh, really? Um, with with the, with the way that we our defense operates, allowing some of the running game, um, if he's not able to participate, um, he didn't play last week. Um, he is limited with an ankle injury. So even if he plays, you know he's banged up a little bit. Um, they have Kenyon Drake um, and Peyton Barber behind him. So that would right. be a bit. That's a that's a big storyline if he is able to go or if he practices and something flares back up and he's not able to go. Um, another guy that's on there, Denzel Perriman. Sweet, sweet Perriman. He's he was a full participant, but he's dinged up. You guys know that Denzel is the leading tackler for the Raiders right now. I heard that. I believe yeah. it. I believe yeah, it. He, he is the leading I'll see tackler. See it when I believe it. I see it. I guess I see it. I guess I see it. I see the numbers. Um, well, yeah. I mean, honestly, if they come in, you know, fully healthy, it's fine by me. It's just gonna make the victory that much sweeter. Am I right? right? Yeah, no Am excuses. Right? Yeah, no excuses. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um All right. Well, taking a look at some of the stats of our opponent, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Let's see. That was the first game they played against the Baltimore Ravens and shockingly won. Um, Overtime overtime game. Victory, yep. I I think what you're going to find these first three games, uh, two out of the three went into overtime. Mm-hmm. So they're not exactly getting it done in regulation. We'll just they're say close that games. They're, they're, they're hanging around and putting themselves in position and they're winning. Right. Yep. Against the Steelers, they won 26 to 17. And most recently against the Dolphins, that did go into overtime as well. And there was, I mean, that was a messy game yep. entirely. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Carr had a pick six. But you're right. the stat to look at with these guys, especially in, in anticipation for the game, um, against the Ravens, generally a very good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, they had almost 500 total yards, the Raiders did, throwing for 409 and rushing for 82 um, against the Steelers. Another generally good, now the Steelers are down this year, but generally a good defense. Um, they threw for 373 yards, ran for 52. Um, and last week against the Dolphins, now the, the stats are skewed a little bit because they got to play basically a whole extra quarter. Um, but again, almost 500 yards of offense with 357 passing um, and 140 rushing yards. Right. Um, That's so, actually a good point. There's so many lists where they have Carr, like the man with the plan, and he's got all these yards. Yeah, but he played yeah. two overtimes. So calm, right. calm down, Raider fans. He, calm well, down. he has, but it's still, he's, he's he is putting up numbers. And here's here's my theory. Um, I haven't got to watch, I didn't watch every single game. I watched mostly the Dolphins game that they most recently played. But teams are taking away the run against the Raiders. That that's what they've been the last few years, right? Hmm. Ever since they drafted Josh Jacobs three years ago, they're going to run the ball down your throat until you stop them, and then they're going to throw the ball. So teams have come out and and put an emphasis on still stopping the run. And Carr's proven that he can throw the ball through the air and win football games. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, it, it appears they have a similar kind of thing to what we have going on. Those first two games, like first game, 82 yards rushing, second game, 52 yards rushing. Um, and then the anomaly of the Miami game, they had, uh, what did they have? They had 140. 140. Yeah. So, you know, I'd be curious to see what Staley decides to do. You know, I think from looking at these first three games, they're clearly airing it out. I think you got to watch out for Darren Waller. You got to look out for some of these guys who've had big yeah. games. Yeah. Um, 
So we'll see. I'm, I'm, it's one of those things where it's like, we haven't had enough time with Staley to really have an idea of how he's going to deal with the Raiders. Cause this is going to be his first time. So I loved yeah. how he dealt with the chiefs his first time. Right. Let's see what he does to these Raiders with his first yeah. go. Right. Yeah. The, the receiving game is it's very balanced. Um, as far as their leading receivers, Henry Ruggs has 237, Darren Waller, 224 and Brian Edwards, 210. So they're very balanced in their attack. It's not like, Hey, I have one guy and that's all I go to. Um, they're throwing the ball a lot and they're they're spreading the ball out. So it's not it's not the old Raiders um that we've been used to. So I anticipate us trying to to stop that that passing game and force them to to beat us with the run. Because that's what we've done the last three weeks against teams that all have good running games. You know, like right. the the first two weeks, they they were like, Hey, hey, prove it. You know, like you're not gonna beat us through the air. We we trust that if we get um if we get Justin the ball enough, we're going to win the game. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't anticipate a huge, a gigantic shift. Um, I think based on personnel returning, and I'll talk about this later on um, in coach's classroom. But I think based on the shift in personnel with getting Chris Harris back, I think that adds a little bit more versatility to what Derwin's going to be able to do right. against a running game. Yeah, getting Chris Harris back, getting Justin Jones back to help on that line Justin as well. Jones. Yeah, and I you, mean, that's, and now that's we've seen boy. what Tavon Campbell's been able to do, like. Having these pieces, we we I think we could start to get a little bit more creative. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting game. I mean, Monday night prime time. Yeah, can't get here soon enough. Um, all right, folks. Well, hey, don't forget to go on over to chargerchat.com and check out some of the sweet sweet merch that we've got going on over there. Uh, we've also got a members section on our page. Uh, a lot of you have already joined and uh, the group chats have already started. Uh, please feel free to head over there and sign up. Also, don't forget winter is coming. So we just added some new sweatshirts to our store. Look pretty damn sweet. Pretty I, haven't gotten, I haven't gotten one yet, but looking pretty damn sweet. So if you want to stay warm and in style with the Charger Chat, go to chargerchat.com. Um, and also just a reminder, uh, as we mentioned, that uh, our next game is going to be a Monday night game. Normally, we get these episodes out to you on Tuesday uh, because we record Monday night. But since the game is on Monday night, uh, we will have our Tuesday episode come out just one day later. Um, we'll get it out to you ASAP. Any squad, split. any place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so just a heads up. If you, if you show up on Tuesday and you go, where's Charger Chat? Calm down, first of all. <laughs> Let's put the gun Wednesday. down, first of all. <laughs> Wednesday's, the, Wednesday's the time. Wednesday yeah. will be the day, absolutely. But then we'll go back to normal the following week. and we'll yeah, Everything will go back to normal. Thursday night Monday game, night game, and then it'll be all messed yeah, up. Thursday, and... that's so late in the season. Who gives a shit? Okay. Um, You're right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll deal with it when we get there. <laughs> me, right? I know, right? Yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we come to shut it. Shut up, Kyle. Oh, yeah, shut up, Kyle. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, now it's time to go on to our next segment, and I'm looking forward to this one. It's Bolt Insight. Let's see who we got. As soon as that clock starts, your ass mine. When I met Justin Herbert, man, that dude is big as hell. The goal is to just keep it rolling. Come in hype because we have a lot of things to be excited about. All right, guys, we are back with another Bolt Insight, and we are super pumped to have Daniel from Locked On Chargers. What is going on, Daniel? What's up? I'm happy to finally be here. I've been wanting to come on forever now. It's about time. I'm pumped, dude. You're like the last the last piece of the puzzle, and we got it all together now. I got all the pods. This is awesome. Yeah, man, for sure. I know we, It's it's been such a collaborative thing. It's always cool, you know, doing all the crossover stuff we have going on. So definitely happy to talk to, you know, the guys who follow you, and hopefully we can help each other out that way because I know that every show is very different, you know, yeah. in its own way. Love what you guys do, though. I mean, mostly... You're not afraid to be yourselves. You know what I mean? Like you're appreciate not that. unapologetically yourselves. And I love that about <laughs> yeah. your guys' shows. So we keep it up, that. man, for sure. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, it's that's awesome, dude. Like that. We have so many charger podcasts. It's like so it's many. like the 31 flavors. We can get whatever we want. <laughs> Go get whatever you want. So um, so let's the guys listen to us. Let's find out more about you. Um, how did you become a Charger fan? I mean, my dad, for sure. I mean, I grew up in San Diego. I'm still in San Diego. I've always lived in San Diego. So I definitely grew up a big Charger fan. My And I think it was just because, like, I, I wanted to do the stuff my dad liked to do, right? Like, you want to like the same teams as your dad and same. stuff like that. And then, I mean, once you go to the first game and you have that experience, you know, you're kind of sealed for life, for better or for worse, right? I mean, sure. for as many times, you know, as I can think back in times with my dad where, like, 
going to games, just watching the game at his house. Like I was up at his house as an adult for like the Ray Rice. Hey, you know, diddle, diddle, Ray Rice up the middle game, fourth and 29 (laughs) games. So it's like, you have those moments too, you know, but at least you have like a shared compassion, somebody to vent to when the games don't go the right way. So like as many times I've loved watching the Chargers with my dad, like, there's been so many times like, what did you do to me? You know what I mean? <laughs> what like, have you done? <laughs> like, I was way too young to even know what I was signing up for. Like, when you made me a Chargers fan, like, and this is like what I get. And he's like, yeah, you know, get used to it. Like, it's been it's been that way a while. So that's kind of how I got into it for sure. And I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, you'd want to do what your parents do and, and like what your parents like. And that's definitely for me what got me into it. That's awesome. Yeah. Same thing for us. Like my dad, he calls me before every game, after every game. And I'm like, dad, like I you have no idea how much money I've spent on this team because you wanted me to, you just took me to my first game. Like, it's so funny that that kind of aspect of it. And I just took my son to his first game. This That's awesome. KC game was his first game. And he's like, dad, I like this. I'm like, yeah, this is rare. This is fun to get a win and <laughs> see all these sad Chiefs fans walking out of their stadium. Yeah, as long as he knows what's on the other side of it, too. I mean, he he got to go to a really good first game. I mean, I I feel bad for your son the next time, you know, if it's not so good because we know him. And, of course, hey, this is the new Chargers, right? That's what I mean. This might be a new era. He might never feel what I felt. getting in on the ground floor. Yeah, we (laughs) can only hope that he never has to go through the trials and tribulations that you had to do, you know. To sure. make yourself a Charger fan and to stick with it because it's tough at times. We want better for our children, that's for sure. So, <laughs> um, so let's talk. Like, I'm fascinated with with Locked On because you guys do a podcast like every day. So, like, talk a little bit about like, you know, with the new team because it, it felt like when we were trying to talk about the last team with Lynn, it's like we were really trudging up stuff and trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about. Now we have Herbert, we have Staley, we have all these amazing storylines. We're hearing so much from Brandon Staley in his press conferences, all that stuff. What is it like producing your show now that we have this new team? I mean, this year was the best off season of our show for sure. And it stemmed in a lot of those things. I mean, the biggest show we ever had, you know, at the at that time last season was Herbert's first start, right? Like the next day, we just biggest show we'd ever had. And like, I think that just shows you the kind of excitement that surrounds a new young quarterback, especially when he goes out and, you know, does what he did. And I think you're seeing hearing a lot of talk today, like, Damn, Herbert was pretty good last year, huh? With all the what these other rookies have been looking like oh, shit, so yeah. far this season, you know. But it just felt so different this year. And like, I mean, we were talking about yesterday, like we felt crazy at times, like trying to tell people, hey, it feels a lot different. Like this could be very different than what we've seen, even from just, you know, the first press conference, the first three press conferences, just how much more transparent it was. Just like you felt like he was teaching you stuff, right? You're like, Hey, I know how to go do that now just because of like how good of a teacher Brandon Staley is, you know, through my laptop screen. Like, so, I mean, it just always felt different, but having the excitement around the team this off season, it wasn't the same last year. I mean, at this point last year, you know, a couple of weeks before you didn't even have any idea what Herbert was. All you had seen is a little bit on hard knocks of been hitting some stationary posts, right? Yeah. Not really seeing anything real and knowing that Anthony Lynn preferred to start Tyrod Taylor over him. So like, there was not this kind of excitement. Yeah, it was more like, oh, damn, like there's no Philip Rivers here now. Like what is yeah, going on with tough. that, right? Like that was such a weird kind of transition phase. And then it was just like, we have no idea what Herbert is. I mean, if you listen to all the pundits, you're not feeling great about the sixth overall pick last year before you get to see him. So this year has just been so much different. And to hear everything, you know, we got to hear out of training camp. And there was some great beat reporting done there of people going to every practice and making you feel really involved in it from a content standpoint, just things to talk about. But I mean, night and day difference this year with Brand Staley, of course, the new carry, some of that, just having a new anything, trying something different because there was a time during the Anthony Lynn era, you're like, I don't even know if I need better. I just need different. Like give me something different at this point. Cause like, it doesn't seem like he's lost the locker room and it's still kind of not working. So this has been the best off season by far. And I mean, Brandon Staley has proven that he was kind of worth the hype so far, you know? Absolutely, yeah. It's it's kind of crazy also, like, the, the, fan, the fan energy feels different. Like, you know, you interact with the fans, we interact with the fans. Everyone has just such this new, like, optimism and excitement. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of new fans, and the older fans are coming together with the new fans, and it's got this cool, like, symbiosis kind of vibe. So what are you seeing oh, yeah. with the kind of interaction with your show and, and the kind of the fan base, like, kind of where we're going? 
Well, I mean, we can't, you know, but you have to put it into context, right? Because the Chargers themselves were in transition, right? Like even my dad, like the fact that he's texting me after kind of disowning the Chargers when they left for LA, right? I mean, shows you something, sure. shows you that some people are starting to come back to it a little bit. And like, I was doing a Chargers podcast when the Chargers left, you know, and I told everyone who listened to me, I get it. You know, if you never want to listen to the show, I get it. But I started doing Locked On. I had that going on. And it's great to have a place to vent about all this stuff, right? I mean, sure. being a Chargers fan, sometimes it feels like you can yell about stuff and nobody's listening, especially when you're yelling at your TV. But this year just feels like there are some people coming back a little bit. They have the pieces that are there to be excited about, right? You have the Derwin Jameses. You have Justin Herbert, first and foremost. I mean, if you have a good, exciting quarterback that's fun to watch, that's going to be a draw. That's going to get people excited. And it just seems like it's going in a different direction. And I think you've seen with Justin Herbert, Pepsi Rookie of the Year Award, Sante Samuel Jr. already yeah. winning one of those awards this year. I mean, the fans are out there, but it does seem like it is more of a communal thing. It did seem like it was kind of spread apart. And Chargers fans are that way. I mean, there are Chargers fans everywhere, and I'm sure – you guys get messages all the time from countries you wouldn't even have yeah. thought are listening to you guys because they really are all over the place. But this year, it seems like they found the right guy, not just to lead the team, but maybe even to lead this fan base, right? Because I sure. think as a whole, this fan base, even after week two, you know, there's a little bit, oh, okay, well, maybe we, you know, got ahead of ourselves a little bit. But I've just even after seeing that game and seeing them compete with one of the best teams in the league, like the fan base is bought into the coach. They were already pretty bought into the Justin Herbert thing, but even that had, you know, some sophomore slump talk going on around sure. it. Right now, it feels like the things are all coming together. I was surprised with what SoFi looked like week one. I thought it was a good thing. I mean, there was a ton of Cowboys fans there, you know. But they travel everywhere. They travel everywhere. But there was that video that came out from the Chargers, right? I think it was Nazir Adderley. It was like, hey, like, there's a lot of Cowboys fans lot. here, but we're rolling deep. Like, there's people, we like, a ton of people came out here to support us today. Yeah, it was crazy, man. We were fortunate to go to the tailgate. And, like, it was – I've been to the Thunder Alley before. This was a different vibe, man. There was so many people. The energy was so high. So it's just kind of a fun time. And, like, talking on some of the – you know, there's so many European fans. Yeah, yeah, we just spoke – we, sure. we just interviewed uh, a guy from uh, Israel. He's, like, one of the few is, is <laughs> fans from Israel. So it's just kind of cool to see everyone oh, yeah. coming together. And we have – it's kind of like when we talk to people, it's like the excitement a lot of people came into the team with. That's why I would like to ask everyone, how did you become a Charger fan? 90% of the time, it was LaDainian Tomlinson. Yeah. That's what they say. We're going to have this new breed, this new fan base that's coming on because of Justin Herbert. So it feels like a nice, like, reset button to a certain degree. And the LT stuff, I mean, that's the time I got in, you know what I mean? Like sure. that that definitely was something. And that's, you know, right when the Chargers kind of went on that like eight straight AFC West division title run right then. And it just, and it was more about LT. And I think that's kind of showing you how the times have changed too, because like Drew Brees is pretty freaking good too, you know what I mean? But yeah, like yeah, yeah. that wasn't the talk back then. Like the talk was LT. It was, you know, Philip Rivers getting eight pass attempts in his first ever game. Like it was just, a different time. But yeah, I definitely think that you, when you have something like a Justin Herbert and you're like, oh, this isn't going to like make the Chargers competitive this year. Like this could make them relevant for 20 years. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like when you have something like that, it's like, yeah, you're getting that buy-in and it's putting an onus on the organization and Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley to live up to it. Right. Because just as easily as they're kind of gathering people in again, they're putting a high expectation on themselves, which you want, right? But you also need people to be held accountable too. So like they can't mess this up, right? Like they have to come through. They have to keep showing what they did on Sunday, that they are going to be contenders, that they are going to be players. I mean, going into this year, I felt like they were probably a year away. Like, I, I think we're going to like what we see this year. I think next year they're going to be like legitimate top tier of the AFC kind of team if they play their cards right with how the rookies have been looking and stuff. But like, now you have the fans coming back in. Keep giving them something to be excited about because what did we get under Mike McCoy? Like a really borderline playoff season and then a couple of really bad seasons. And Anthony Lynn, you get 0-4 to start. Then the next year they go 12-4. and And then it's two bad seasons back-to-back -back again. Like they have to stay relevant. It's not, you know, just getting there. But yeah, keep the fans engaged. Keep, you know, because I mean, even last year, like how many fans checked out, you know, week 10, week 12, week, you know, by week 15, it's just a different feel to it. So you got to keep them here, 
you have them. People are starting to watch the Chargers. People are starting to talk about the Chargers. I don't remember the last time the Chargers got this much national media attention. Sure. I mean, I'm sure you know as growing up a Chargers fan, but like now you just got to keep it going. Consistency is the name of the game because as we saw, when they're at their A game, they can play anybody in the league. Let's talk about next week. We have Monday. We have the Raiders, and this is a this is Raider week, and we're this is coming out on Friday, so we're getting people pumped up for this. So, like thoughts on the Raider game? What do you see us needing to do to beat the highest scoring? Off highest percentage yardage, all that crap the Raiders' offense is right now? I mean, it's going to be tough, but the Chargers have a couple of unique things going for them. I mean, most guys, you know, teams don't have somebody they can put on Darren Waller, right? I'm not saying Darwin James is going to take him out of the game point, but you feel like you can at least contain him, right? And that's just not a player most guys, not a chess piece most coaches can deploy out there. So that's nice from that standpoint. Listen, Derek Carr's been just flat out good. As much as it pains me to say that, I'm <laughs> no, like, right. I've had, I mean, Derek Carr is almost like the Kirk Cousins level of like, are you actually good? Or like, yeah. I really still don't know. And I see you, you know, twice a year in every other Raiders game I happen to catch on. But like, it's going to be a tough game. And I think that's what you've seen these first few weeks, right? Is like, there's no pushovers in this division. Like, do I, I still think right now, I'll tell you, I think the Chargers have a better team. Like, I think the Chargers should absolutely go out and win on Monday Night Football. We just don't know if they have that consistency yet. But, like, you saw the recipe for success last week. I mean, obviously, four turnovers is unsustainable. And I knew it in the game. Like, I was like, the Chargers are going to have to figure something out offensively because this whole, you know, we're just going to take it away but not force any third downs thing probably isn't going to continue into the second half. Yeah. They will need, you know, a turnovers would be great. They don't need necessarily three turnovers to win the game. Obviously, nice. that would be nice. But <laughs> yeah. the part that worries me is still the run defense a little bit because what the Cowboys showed that they could do is just limit the amount of times Justin Herbert has the ball in his hands. The Chargers only had seven offensive possessions. Josh Jacobs might not play in this game. Still a big offensive line. It's still an offense. I mean, if Kansas City's offensive line can push you around a little bit in the running game, which they did, on Sunday, like yeah. the Raiders are going to be able to get what they want on the ground. Are you going to be able to keep the roof on the defense, right? And not give them that big play. That's going to bust things open, make Derek Carr go, you know, 15 plays down the field. But when you have those games and the games get shortened and there's way less drives than you would normally find, you have to score touchdowns, right? And that was the biggest part of the Chargers offense. I mean, I think they were like, fifth in total yards going into the last game, but like 27th in points per game. Like you have to finish in the red zone, especially when your opportunities are limited. And when you know you're going up against Justin Herbert, it's going to be the game plan a hundred percent of the time, whether you're disciplined enough to go through it and not get tempted by the deep shot that could turn into a turnover is another discussion, but you know, they're going to be trying to keep the ball into Justin Herbert's hands. I mean, every team's going to do that from here on out. They know he's legit. Like he's the number one dude to stop if you can do what you did on Sunday and score four red zone touchdowns, you win the game. I mean, to me, it's that simple. Like, and they didn't leave it in the kicker's hands in this last game. And that's what won them the game because like two of those turn into field goal attempts. You're done. Like you have that one, like you, you missed out on one where you had to kick that field goal. You go four for five. You can handle that. That's still a great success rate inside the red zone for sure. If one or two of those doesn't go that way, it's a totally different game on Sunday. So I think for the Chargers, like Derwin James said, like when they're getting stopped, they're stopping themselves. I don't think Gus Bradley's defense is going to stop the Chargers. I think this is easily the most complete team that the Raiders have faced so far. And I don't think it's a pushover game for the Chargers. They should absolutely win, but it's just going to be another point where can you keep these things up? We saw you struggle with red zone success. And then you did, you know, you burst out of the box and you just had the best game you've had all season and offensively. Can you keep that going against the Raiders? So I still think have a flawed defense to say the least. I mean, the Chargers should have a great chance. And I think it's just another good test because we all know divisional games don't come easily. So they're going to have to go out and earn it once again. It's probably going to come down to a couple of plays late in the game to see where the Chargers can continue being the new Chargers and not be the old Chargers. Absolutely. And I'm, Super excited for what, you know, that, that game's going to bring. There's a lot of storylines, a lot oh, of yeah. excitement, man. So hopefully everyone listening to this and going to the game, enjoy it. It should be fun. And, hey, uh, Daniel, I really appreciate you, man, coming on. This was fantastic meeting you, talking like this. This has been rad. So thank you so much for coming on, man. Hey, man, I enjoyed it. Just, you know, two dudes talking football. I mean, it's not <laughs> yeah. usually this free-flowing. So I am 
we know each other's pain, right? So even though we've never met in person, like we feel like we've known each other. And that's kind of the whole communal thing with the Chargers fan base is like, we're all equally scorned by the Chargers. And we all get to reap the sweet benefits when you see stuff like what happened on Sunday. And it felt good, man. Enjoy it. That's my message to Charger fans. Hey, it's easy to get caught up. Are the Chargers, you know, Super Bowl favorites now, all that. Like, there's so many things you can get wrapped up in, but, like, enjoy it. That was so a big-time win that former regimes don't have that game and win that game. So enjoy it. And, hey, keep it up, man. I love your guys' show. I think you guys are doing something different, you know, than a lot of the other podcasts out there are doing. So, Keep it up, man. I enjoy it. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. And tell everyone where they can go find all your stuff, Locked On stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can follow Locked On Chargers wherever you get your podcast from. I mean, it's on every platform for free, so you can follow us, subscribe to us wherever. And you can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports. Not a ton of hot takes out there, you know what I mean? But I get mine in every once in a while. <laughs> I make fun of, you know, Dallas fans and, you know, Chiefs fans and stuff like that. So, yeah, you guys can find me on there. Hope you guys check out the show. But, Hey, it's a good show you're listening to right now. I can tell you that. Well, we appreciate it, man. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Next time, I'll get the time zones figured out, too. All right. <laughs> Let's, do my Let's do it. Let's do it. It's my bad. It's my bad. All right, Sorry. brother. All right, man. Well, gosh darn it, Daniel. Daniel. What a sweet guy. What yeah, a, dude. What a, what a, and what a, what a great conversationalist, man. Dude, he just, yeah. like, he knows his football, yeah. man. No, no he joke. He was going, man. No joke. Yeah. And the fact that they have to do a show every day of the week that's pretty intense, much that's all dude. year like you he must Hats have an off. insane knowledge of this right. team to be There's able no way to around talk it. for a week yeah yeah so it's uh, incredibly awesome to have him on and yeah um i just love hooking up with everybody everyone's so freaking cool you know what i mean right. like yeah that was the first time i really talked to him one-on-one -on -one and it was it was amazing so we really appreciate him coming on and it was co also cool to hear like how we became fans kyle that's how he yeah. became a fan his right. dad just sucked him into it and that's just i, I how, think if you talk to if you talk to most san diego charger fans that that's the case like that's where it's where it started that's where generations were fans that's if right. san diego charger fans that's that's kind of you don't that's just how you became a fan is that's what your parents rooted for because that's where you live yeah i mean and, and yeah. i loved his point that like we're all equally scarred it's not like, right. you know, I can walk up to a Charger fan and go, yeah, yeah. See, take a look at this scar, man. <laughs> no this matter how, back. Yeah. It's like no, Jaws. Let's no like matter how, long, scar, no matter how long you've been a fan, you have the, you have scars. Right. Yeah. It'd be like, this is our four and 12 year. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah I've got that scar too. Yeah. Jerk ass. Like we're all yeah. the same. Like we've all felt the same. <laughs> Jerk pain. ass. I got yeah. that one too. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've got all of them. All right. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great point. And uh, yeah, but Daniel couldn't, can't thank you enough for coming on, man. What a great conversation Thanks, and what a great piece for, for, for Bolt Insight. It's awesome. Uh, all right, folks. Now it's time to go to Coach's Classroom. Welcome, folks, to another episode of Coach's Classroom. And today we reach into the bag of questions. And uh, normally we reach into questions that we ask for our Tuesday episode. This week we kind of changed it up a little bit and we wanted to get some more questions out there. But for Coach's Classroom, we just want to pick one question, one that stands out for us. Uh, going into this next game, and uh, so really, it's just my favorite one. You guys, you guys submitted some awesome questions, right. and I was like, "Man, that's a good one. I could do that. I could do that." Right, and I was like, nah, "This is the one I want." Sorry, yeah. <laughs> and you guys all ask great questions. This is just to me. This was like stood out. I know what I could talk about. I know this is. I get some clips and make this make this good. Exactly. So for those of you, if we don't, if we're not asking your question, um. You know, that that's just the nature of this segment for Coach's Classroom. Uh, the question that we did pick is one of our old favorites. Tyler Foffey, Foster. Iowa Bolt fan. Tyler Foffey, Iowa. Uh, oh. Who asks the question? Well, geez, would love to see Bolt Jack coach analyze and predict what our defense would look like. Do we run a too high safety and encourage them to run the ball? Fans might not like seeing us give up run plays, but the Raiders have had some struggles in their run game. That was my best. Don Knotts. Well done. <laughs> well played, sir. Mr. Knotts. <laughs> Mr. Knotts making a reappearance. I love me some Don Knotts. Um, all right. Well, this is, uh, again, Tyler Foffey, I think, asks a great question. Yeah. Um, what is our defense going to look like? Because, you know, the fact is that Derek Hart does have the most yards in the NFL currently. Mm -hmm. So, time. I mean, stipulation. It, yeah, if, if the first three games, asterisk, asterisks, that's what he's got. So what is, what would that game plan be? Do we run a too high safety and encourage them to run the ball? Like, 
that seems to be the method of our madness for the first three games. So is that, is that going to continue or what do you think we can expect? Yeah, I think I, I do think that we can we're going to expect to see more of the same um, as much as that maybe for some of you is not what you want to hear. Um, I do think with full rostered players bringing having Chris Harris back healthy, um, I don't think that Justin Jones is a Pro Bowl going to shut down the whole run right. scheme because he's back. He's he's a great player, right. um, but I do think that that's that's clearly the game plan. Um, allow force them to run the ball and be extremely disciplined and go tw- 10, 15 play drives. I think that that's the game plan and that's what we believe in. Um, and that's what we're going to try to force them to do, which they, we, we all know the Raiders, like they're not the most disciplined team in the nope. league. They're bound for a hold. They're bound to fumble. They're bound to have some big penalty that puts Biting. them behind this. Scratching, puts them, eye gouging, puts them, puts them behind the sticks, and then we can get really aggressive and 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 try to make big plays. Um, that being said, with with our roster fully back, with Chris Harris back on the field, um, I do think there's potential to see more aggressive um, play from Derwin James, um, trying to get him in unique positions to be able to rush the passer because we didn't see a whole lot of that last week. Um, they went very conservative considering we were playing Patrick Mahomes and really capped what they could do with big plays because that's how the Chiefs beat you. Um, and that's the other thing, guys. As a fan base, we need to calm down. Like, I know, like, like even when we had on the Friday episode with the interview that we had just talked with, um, the guy from Locked On Chargers, it's, it's this idea that, yeah, they're going to run the ball, and to some extent, it limits the amount of times that, that Justin has the ball. But would you rather give up huge plays and we have the ball five more times, but they have 20 more points? It's, it's very much a give and take. This mm-hmm. is what the philosophy that we believe Pick our roster. Poison. Yeah, right. this is what we think our roster is built to do. So um, this is what our coaching staff is going to continue to attack. I don't foresee a huge change. And now we're going to see one high, um, which guys, we begged to not have one high. Right. Because of the defensive coordinator for the Raiders, which was ours last year, we begged to see something different, see something that we could roll in and out of, be more dynamic, confuse defenses. Uh, and now it seems like three weeks in, we're two and one, beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're hoping to see one high. So um, be patient. Allow it to, 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 these guys too are still getting used to it, what their run fits looks like, what it looks like for Durham to come down from 12 yards. Um, I do think it'll look a little bit different than last week. Last week, if you go back and look, our two high safeties were way, way back there. They were mm. almost starting at 15 yards at the start of the play. Yeah. Um, and they were very much, um, doubling Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. They, you could see one guy was running underneath and then they had a guy over top that was spying in case of certain routes and they were going to jump it. Mm. Um, I, I don't think you're going to see that as much against this receiving core. Not to say they don't have big play um, upside, but you can get more aggressive and take chances with Derwin James a little bit more. So scheme, I think shell will look the same. I think execution could potentially look a little bit different. But what I wanted to do in looking at some of this game film I want to look at four plays, two plays. It says, hey, if you want to be ultra aggressive, this is part of the benefit. But it also, the last two plays is this could happen to you, right? So this play here, this is to start the game. It's third and seven. They got them behind the sticks. You get them at third and seven, you know pass is coming. You can get aggressive. They went ultra aggressive. They're in cover zero. They have, there is no safety back here. Mm. This is man to man across the board, no help deep. Good luck. Try to beat us. I don't think you're going to be able to do it. So this this is all the depth that they have. And they have walked everyone up to the line of scrimmage. We remember seeing this last year against Miami. It was a lot of confusion because they do run this three-man front. And part of why so much of the Charger fan base wanted to move to this was because of our game against Miami last year and the confusion and the chaos that it can, it can create. So third and seven, you have three guys. You have your three linemen, but you have five guys almost six, seven guys up here in the box. They are they are crowding. You don't know who's going to drop out into what. Right. And it, as you'll see, as I run this clip, it really does get into Derek Carr's head. He gets flustered. He doesn't know where to go with the ball, and he ends up taking a sack on third and seven. So this is one of the benefits of being in that one high, no high look. You can create a lot of confusion, bring mm. a lot of pressure, but at the same time, there's opportunity if a good quarterback can can pick you apart if you're not right on top of the game, right on top of your your play calling, and you you don't get him catch him just right. 
Okay, again, this is um, a situation. This is second and five, so not as obvious of a position for you to be like, hey, they're going to pass. But now having the Raiders basically being a passing team, um, the Dolphins, they're in one high again. So you're forcing the pass. You have those numbers in the box. And, and when I say that, guys, when you have one safety back here, that means another guy. So that's either this guy or this guy is now down in the box. So when you count numbers in the box, like when Derek Carr's back there or when Gruden is on the mic and they're looking at these, it's based on numbers in the box. If they're going to want to start to run the ball more or pass the ball. So mm. you just count how many people are down in here, right? You're just going to count up these numbers and say, all right, we don't have numbers that the, it's going to be consistently to our benefit to try to run. Mm -hmm. The numbers are not good for us. So let's throw the ball or, Hey, the numbers are great. Let's go try to run the ball more. And cause if they beat us, somebody has to make a great play basically. Mm -hmm. So the numbers, as far as you go one high, you're saying, I dare you to pass the ball. Right. And that, and that's what they do here. And, and they're, they're extremely effective on this play. They end up bringing an extra man pressure. They bring five guys getting cars face. And as you see here, when you get pressure on a quarterback, generally, unless it's Justin Herbert, good things happen for the defense. They get six guys. He tries to get it out. And it turns into a pick six, turn it and run it the other way. Love it. So this is Derek Love Carr it. is not. We all know that he is no superhuman. He has his weaknesses and there are opportunities to take advantage. And I know that coach watched this film about a million times more than I watched this film. And he knows getting in Carr's face is a big advantage for our defense. Right. So I do foresee us taking chances and trying to get into his face. That also was red zone. You're going to take some chances, make the, try to force a turnover, get the ball back. Don't just give up three points. So um, I think that that's there for sure. But now let's look at a couple of plays where it can, it can come back to get you. We all know that being one high, Takes away the run a little bit more, but it does open you up to, to potential big plays. All right. And so here's part of the disadvantage of running this one high that we all know too well. Um, you get guys in the box, right? So you have one, two, three, four linemen, your two middle linebackers. You got six in the box versus their five, five linemen and their one running back. So numbers are, are level. So that gives you an advantage. Whereas normally our defense would have the three guys in here with two. So that's five on five. You want to run the ball. Um, now in the passing game, Normally, we would have a safety right here and a safety right here. You can do a whole lot. They don't have to stand there and sit there. You could always roll down and show different stuff. Um, this guy can roll down. This guy can roll over. They can stay. They can be spying. They could be route matching. They could be doing a lot of things. But you don't give up. Right now, they're in man-to-man. -man. So this is cover one, meaning there's one high safety. He's got the whole deep middle. And then everyone else is man-to-man -man on someone. So we're boom. Boom, in here. And then these guys are both spying this back out of the backfield in case he leaks. So everyone has a man. Now what's going to happen is they're going to run, I don't remember if it's, which one of these it is, but they run this deep over route. Um, and in essence, why I want to bring this up is that every coach knows how to beat every defense. In man-to-man, -man, crossing routes at a, to a vacated zone is how you beat a uh, a man-to-man -man coverage because it's really hard to run with this guy all the way across the field without knowing where he's going to go. This guy's going to come short underneath, vacate this whole zone up here. There's nobody. This safety gets stuck because car is going to look him off. So he's going to be hesitated and it's going to be wide open. So as you watch, this is part of, Hey, you want to bring numbers up into the box. Okay, cool. We're going to throw the ball over the top and you're going to have, have trouble stopping these really big plays. Like it's wide open. It, 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 that was a bad throw, to be honest. Like he threw behind him. If you he was even more open than what it looked like there. Mm. So when you go one high, you take away your ability to stop these big over the top plays. That's that's a big twenty five yard chunk to put you on the opponent's other side of the field. Switches field position in one play instead of hey forced him to get four or five yards of play on every single run without a penalty, without turning the ball over. And that's the theory right now is. Don't allow those 30-yard passes. Make them go six, five-yard runs. Okay, and this is the final play. Again, the Dolphins, you can see, they have one high. They put numbers in the box to stop the run, and they're in man-to-man. -man. Everyone's up here pressed on the line of scrimmage. Now, these coaches are smart. They know how to beat man-to-man -man coverage. This guy here, they're going to send him in motion and start across. He's going to start, and he's going he's gonna to stop looking at his man. These guys are manned up, and they're running him across the formation with him. But his eyes for a split second 
shift to look at where he's running, what will happen is this guy's going to start in motion and then he's going to pivot back around and he's going to be just completely wide open. So again, do you want to pull your hair out about four yard runs and forcing them to beat us consistently or give up a big play like this on something silly just because of they know how to beat our coverage. He's going to peak. Now he's back going the other way. He's wide open, catches the ball, runs up field for a gain of 30. That is not what any of us want to see. No, yeah, I would much God. rather force a team to continue to execute all the way down the field, run the ball, not get penalties, not turn the ball over, and just beat us up. I, I dare you. Sooner or later, we're going to catch you. Coach will start to take more chances. I think that Chris Harris being out was a big reason why we didn't have Derwin James down in the box more, messing around more on, on rushing the passer, being more involved in the box. So I think I do anticipate us seeing a little bit of a difference, but for the most part, you're going to see the same shell. You're going to see a lot of the same coverages and forcing teams to beat us, not us beating ourselves. I'm looking awesome. forward to it, man. That's great. Yeah, I can't wait for this game. I can't wait to see what we're actually going to do against these guys. And when you, when you, look, in, when you look at this um, offense, what do you think we match up the best against? Like what player do you think so far has done things to teams that won't they won't be able to do to us? Yeah, that's a good question. I think our secondary overall is a strength of our team. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't anticipate them being able to gouge. Like, we've given up 24 points is the most we've given up this year. We're not going to give up. And we haven't given up a 300-yard passer yet. Yeah. I don't think Derek Carr and the Raiders are going to put up 400 yards passing. And they've had to go to two overtimes with putting up that kind of offense. I don't yeah. think they're going to be able to hang with us. I don't think Gus Bradley's ready for the kind of ass whooping that our offense is going to bring. <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't know. Like I'm going to the game, so I'm really praying that that's the case, that it's a kind of a cool, easy W. Um, I don't have to worry about defending my son or my dad having <laughs> to step in and do anything. Um, I'm hoping it's just a real clear ass whooping that everyone knows what happened. This is this. These are the facts. We're better than you. Let's move on. Go to your car. Go to your car. <laughs> Go to your car. Answer me. Where do you belong? In your car. In your car. Driving home. Driving that way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Coach, for shining a bit of light and uh, letting, reminding us all that, like, hey, let's uh, let's let's be pretty thankful for actually what all has occurred and what uh, quarterbacks we've kind of shut down. Not completely, but enough that like, hey man, we're we're kind of coming out with some wins on these games, and it's an, we're two and one, and very much should be three and zero. Yeah, boy, it, when when the offense they're they're beating themselves. So I, I think if we can just clean up that game, I don't remember how many penalties we had in this Kansas City game, but I feel like it was in the single digits. I might be wrong. If I was definitely wrong, less than the it Cowboys. was less than the Cowboy game for yeah. sure. Yeah, something to look forward to, folks. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode in the books. Going into our first primetime game of this season, Monday Night Football at SoFi Stadium. Primetime, baby! Primetime, baby! Don't forget, us, bro. don't forget to go watch Coach's Classroom because if it gets like two views, Kevin's never going to let me hear the end of it. It's a separate episode. Don't be confused. <laughs> it's just right on our page. It's just, just the next different. video. Exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to get them posted at the same time. Uh, and those of you that are going to the Raider game, Look for my man, Kyle, the coach Duggan. He'll be yep. there with his sonny boy and Papa Coach. Yeah, Coach Paxton Senior Ace and Papa Coach will be there. So come say hi. Yeah, come say hi Do and it. and again three oh seven. Yes, what's three, three plus seven? It's ten. Justin Herbert's. Number. That's why we picked that section. So that's go, right. Go on over to three oh seven. Go on over to three oh seven. Make a human shield around my my man <laughs> Bolt. Yeah, Bolt Jack Coach, and uh, and his family. Um. Let's 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 get a W this week, baby. This let's is a it. big game. Big let's game go. coming up on Monday. Let's look forward to it. That will do it for us here at Charger Chat. Folks, don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. K love you bye. K love you bye. K love you bye. And now a word from our sponsors. What do you do when you've got so many Rookie of the Week belts? You open up a store. That's right. Asante Samuel Jr.'s belts is open for business. We've got one size belt. One size fits Asante. Deal with it. 
So come on down to Asante Samuel Jr.'s belts, where you might not leave with a belt, but you'll leave with a smile. Brought to you by the fans. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.